The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. And we welcome in, as we do every Thursday here in the locker room, Matt Stinchcomb joining us here on The Fan. And Stinch, boy, this is a good one this week when you're talking about what's going on in the SEC West. Uh, now you start to get down to the nitty-gritty with the college football playoff rankings coming in for the first time. And then are we on deck for a slobberdocker with the Tigers of Missouri going into <laughs> Athens to take on Kirby the Visor and the Dogs? You're going with Missouri, huh? Uh, it's weird. It's such a it's such a toss up. Is it Missouri or Missouri? Uh, we've done enough games out there where they they uh, I think they just change whatever they just say whatever the opposite of what it is that you say. You say Missouri, and it's like oh, it's actually Missouri. Mm. I think you just like to jerk people around. Missouri. Nobody, nobody had this. One. Yeah, it really is. It's almost yeah autobiographical. The uh, that that game was not one that anybody thought was going to be as pivotal as it's going to it, it proven to be. I mean, we're talking about the SEC East race where the three contending teams are all going to play each other in consecutive weeks. Mm. So you got Georgia and tennis, uh, Georgia and Missouri rather. And then next week, Georgia will play Ole Miss, which is by no means a, a pass. Uh, and then of course, Missouri will be playing Tennessee and then Georgia will play Tennessee on the back end of that. So three straight weeks, in the SEC East that are going to determine who's going to come out on top in that division most likely. And the dogs who've been, uh, they've taken on water all year about how weak the schedule is and all the things. I think it's a hundred in the strength of schedule right now. That thing is going to ramp up pretty quickly because you got three top 17 teams that at least based on the current rankings, the next three weeks in a row. So it's not like the dogs won't have to prove themselves. So in a lot of ways, you know, we've got where everybody's wanting an expanded playoff. Well, we kind of get one. We get one just about every year, but especially this year where you're going to have to run the gamut, play some teams that would otherwise have been in a 12-team playoff except you get them in the regular season. Matt, which of those three teams that you're referring to, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, is the biggest threat to Georgia? Which, which of those teams, in your opinion, has the greatest chance at beating Georgia? Well, I think if I had to pick between the three teams, yeah. I'd probably like Missouri the best. But I don't think that because of the circumstance, you, know, you get them at home uh, from Georgia's perspective, that certainly helps. I don't know that home in a way has ever mattered more in, in college football than it has this year. It certainly, I don't necessarily know why. I don't know if it's you know the impact of transfers and guys that are still learning to play with each other or what. But um, the big piece of it is, that I think being at home changes that. You know, if I put, and it's not like playing at Missouri is a tough place to play, unless it's like a, you know, late night game or a noon kick, and you kind of sleepwalk your way into the the environment. So if I had to pick, I think net net, it would probably be Tennessee on the road. Um, that front seven's really good and really aggressive one too, uh, and they do a great job penetrating, moving the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't know that I'm terrified of that of the offense that Tennessee has this year, but you know the circumstance of playing in, in one of the most difficult spots 
uh, in the entire conference from a communication standpoint. That gives you pause, especially given, you know, some of the busts that we've seen this year uh, in the back end. You know, guys just kind of running free from the communication standpoint. It, it does give you a little bit of concern. So I'd probably pick, I'd probably pick the balls. It also, you know, helps that they're the third of this kind of three-game gauntlet that George is going to have to run. Stinch, interesting game over in the West. Could be the de facto team that comes to Atlanta. LSU taking on Bama. We were talking about Jaden Daniels earlier. Could be the first quarterback since Nick has been at Alabama to beat them in back-to-back years. How do you see that one playing out? Yeah, that, it's crazy. I saw something the other day where it said, I think Drew Brees was the last one to beat a Nick Saban coach team back-to-back years when he was at Purdue and uh, against State. It's kind of crazy to wrap your head around that one. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels, it's his feet that would concern me more than his arm. I mean, obviously, um, he's an excellent passer and should be a legitimate Heisman contender this year, um, even you know, on a team that's, that's dropped a couple of games, considering the games that they dropped him to and how. It wasn't as if you know, Jaden Daniels was a no-show uh, in that old Miss game. But it's his feet that gives you pause. I mean, you watch the guy, and, and I think that of the runners in the conference this year, the one that scares me the most is Jaden Daniels in the run game. If you had a guy that had the ball, uh, it's, it'd be him. I mean, he's not a thumper. He's not a guy that you're thinking, oh, for sure, it's third and short. You know, let's give it to Jaden. He's not Cam Newton. But he is a guy that is as explosive a playmaker uh, as a runner, as we have in this conference, maybe the most explosive. I think he's only like 80 or 90 yards shy of being the team leader in rushing. This is the second best rushing team in the conference in LSU. So I, I do think that you know, the guy's incredibly dangerous. But uh, ultimately, I think it comes down to, for Alabama, whether or not they forfeit any of their possessions if they turn the football over to LSU. Because I do think Bama will stop them. Uh, I don't think that they'll stuff them. You know, it's not like they're going to get stuck in the mud entirely, but they'll get some stops in this game, but you just can't afford to give up your possessions uh, back to LSU because it's just, it's dangerous every time you give the Daniels kid the football. What are your thoughts, Stitch, on Ole Miss? We talked to Lane Kiffin yesterday, and uh, they have Texas A&M and they have Georgia left. The rest of their schedule, uh, the Warhawks of uh, Louisiana, Monroe, and Mississippi State, but uh, they're not completely out of anything. What do, you, what do you think the ceiling is for them? And, you know, is there an outside chance that, you know, Lane Kiffin and the offense can get them somewhere a lot of people don't expect them to be? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're thinking about a, an Ole Miss team that could backdoor their way into a division title. I mean, they're going to need some some help from LSU and Auburn um, versus Alabama, but that's, you know, at least one of those is feasible. We'll I don't know about the Auburn piece of it. Uh, but I wouldn't have thought that a couple seasons ago when, uh, you know, Arkansas nearly beat Alabama, and that was one of the games that they had to drop and, and ultimately didn't. Um, so, you know, they are on the outside looking in, but, you know, it does – it is – possible and i wouldn't say necessarily plausible that it shakes out uh, defense it's, it's a lot of ways it reminds me of lsu which is interesting in that game and how it ended up you know you got two teams that um offensively pretty potent and Ole Miss has got better especially in the ground game we, we came into the season thinking quinchon judkins at running back was going to be a, a legit heisman contender and he had a really slow start of the year um but it does seem as if they figured that part out the defense isn't great uh, and that's why, you know, you look at like an Ole Miss or an LSU, those are dangerous teams. 
but they're far from complete teams uh, just because of the way that they play on the defensive side of the football. But you know, the Rebels, given what they have left, um, you know, they've, they've got a shot at it, that's for sure. Um, really tough to go on the road and play the dogs in Athens. Um, so that could easily derail any of their hopes before you know Alabama even gets to, to Auburn, regardless of what happens on Saturday versus LSU. Matt Stinchcomb joining us here in the locker room, as he does every week here on The Fan. Uh, what do you think about when you get where Kirby is, when you have put in the work, you put in the recruiting, you get the culture changed, you get people to buy in, you lose people to the NFL and the new guys still buy in and they execute but coaches are paranoid. You know, they do have something that wakes them up in the middle of the night. What's the one thing? Because they're so consistent. Not only are they good, they're consistent. What's the one thing that Kirby Smart might have to be concerned about, not just this week, but maybe the rest of the way? Yeah, you know, the word he's used, I think that I've heard him say the most, is complacency. You know, you fight against complacency. But the, the thing that we've seen from this team uh, is that they're – they have this ability to stand on the gas when they need to. They're kind of maddening because they'll, I won't say they play down, but I don't know that they're fully focused in some of these games. And it would be really hard. And I don't know if it's even owing to complacency as it is, uh, I won't say disinterest, but uh, maybe it's a lack of uh, perceived uh, competition. Uh, And so because of that, they've said it, uh, I think, uh, multiple times where they talk about the best game that, that Georgia plays for a bulk of the season now is on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, maybe and Thursday. I mean, they're padded on Thursdays uh, and their Thursday practices. Uh, so the Saturdays aren't as challenging as even uh, the reps that they're getting during the week. That's not always true. And, you know, when they perceive that they've got a legit competitor uh, like a Kentucky and clearly how they perceive Florida and how they went out and played, you know, they find, they find a way to, to hit that ignition switch. The, the part that would be challenging, I guess, as a coach, is you would always have to worry or be concerned is, you know, what if you can't find it? You know, what if your finger slips off the button and you just don't get started early enough? These next three weeks, these teams are dangerous enough to where you could, you could potentially miss your window, uh, so you better show up ready. But they've shown that they could do that. They've only had to do it a couple of times, but when they had to do it, they did it. I mean, and it looked good for four quarters. The Florida game was just about as complete as you would want to see. I mean, other than the opening drive, um, it was a a really well-played football game. These teams are better than Florida. You know, Missouri is somewhat untested, although you could say, hey, they should have beaten LSU. They did beat Kansas State that is, you know, going to contend in the Big 12. Um, they might be as, as legit a team as Georgia will see all season, but certainly thus far. So uh, I guess the concern would be is that that complacency piece, but the hedge is is that when they've been challenged, they've more than you know, risen to meet it. Great stuff, Stinch. Looking forward to a great weekend of college football. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.